Assalamualaikum and hi everyone. Welcome to our Quran Journey where we explore the sacred verses of the Holy Quran through Quran tagging, Quran journaling and Tarabur. Our reflections are guided by resources from various medium as well as lessons from qualified asatizas. We are also not trained nor qualified so we do not do our tafs own tafsir of the verses. All of our discussions are based on our individual reflections which may include our experiences and references. In conjunction with Rabi'ul Awal, we at our Quran journey will touch on some qualities of our beloved Rasulullah wasallam. Whenever we read about the Prophet, we understand that he was the most loving, kind and compassionate. When it comes to Rasulullah's treatment of women, we are amazed by the way he honoured them. Let's delve further into how our Prophet Muhammad wasallam honoured women in his lifetime. Over to you, Mirta. Okay, thanks, Raf. Um, okay, let me start with framing the conversation today. So, like when we look at our relationship with our spouse or even the relationships our friends have, are we able to spot whether it is a loving one or a toxic one? Sometimes it's obvious, but many times you are unable to spot the red flags until it's too late. Um, there are also some cases where one party knows they are facing abuse but are being gaslighted into thinking they are at fault or that the one abusing them will eventually change. So for example, a wife is afraid to go against her husband's unreasonable commands because it is an inverted commas un-Islamic thing to do. But when we look at the life of uh, Prophet Muhammad Wasallam, we can see that the statement could not be further from the truth. His relationships with his wives were based on mutual love and respect. And throughout his life, uh, Nabi Muhammad uh, treated his wives the way they should be treated. They were gratified by his presence, tenderness, affection, and the love he provided to them was second to none. And the Quran perfectly uh, encapsulates the tranquility and affection in marriage. In Surah Ar-Rum, Surah Ar-Rum verse 21, uh, it says, And one of his signs is that he created for you spouses from among yourselves so that you may find comfort in them. And he has placed between you compassion and mercy. Surely in these are uh, signs for people who reflect. His first, his first wife, Khadija, was his source of emotional and spiritual comfort. It was Khadija who instilled confidence in him when he received the first revelation. It was in her that he sought support and strength throughout his quest in uplifting humanity. And his wife, Aisha, was the one he spent his last days with and throughout their marriage, Prophet Muhammad treated her in a very gentle and romantic way. They played together, drank from the same spot of the cup and constantly exchanged sweet words to one another. The Prophet also uplifted the status of women from that of being the property of men to that of equal status in the society with accorded rights and dignity. The Prophet paid special attention to the women in his society who previously had been denied any rights, freedom, and space. He was patient and kind towards them and listened to their plight. So several women had come to him inquiring about the issue of divorce or kul, including the wife of uh, one of his companions, Tabit Ibn K. The wife of Tabit Ibn K came to the 
prophet and said, Oh, messenger of Allah, I do not reproach Tabit in the respect of character and religion, but I do not want to be guilty of showing anger to him. So her meaning was that although Tabit was a good man, she was unable to get along with him and thus might not be able to show him the respect due to a husband. And the prophet uh, asked her about what she had received from him. She replied, a garden. He asked, will you give him back his garden? Yes, she said. The prophet then told Tabit, accept the garden and make one declaration of that divorce. Uh, as reported in Hadith al-Bukhari. So uh, marriage is a sacred bond that brings together a man and a woman by virtue of the teachings of the Quran and the Sunnah. And nobody would want a divorce without any good reason. And the separation between a man and his wife without, without any just reason is considered one of the major and grave sins and one of the most beloved actions of shaitan as was narrated in a number of hadith. So just as a man must never divorce his wife in order to bring harm upon her without reason, it is also forbidden for a woman to ask for a divorce without a sensible reason. However, she is still allowed to ask for a divorce for an acceptable reason. In Surah Al-Baqarah, uh, verse 229, it says, the, the woman who cannot bear to live with her husband has the right to free herself from the marriage bond by returning to her husband, the maha, and gifts he has given her, or more or less than that according to their mutual agreement. It is, however, preferable that he should not ask for more than he has given her. Allah Almighty says, and if you, the judges, fear that the two may not be able to keep to the limits ordained by Allah, there is no blame on either of them if she redeems herself from the marriage by returning all or part of the mahar. So to conclude, I just want to emphasize that husbands and wives should emulate the relationships of Nabi Wasallam and his wives. And if you are in a relationship where you are being harmed, like physically or mentally, don't be afraid to leave it because society says it is un-Islamic to do so. Thank you, Mirta, for sharing with us today. Indeed, when it comes to the ideal treatment and honouring of women, the Prophet wasallam is the best example for us to look at. Unfortunately, there are certain individuals who oppress women in the name of religion. They ignore the message of Rasulullah and misinterpret the religious knowledge. It is definitely far from the truth as we see how respectful Rasulullah treated women and never treated them in an inferior manner. He placed a lot of emphasis on the importance of being kind to women. It is indeed shameful if we are still unable to respect and honor women. As discussed in one of our earlier episodes, there are various verses in the Quran which address the equity between men and women, such as the irrelevance of gender for moral and spiritual potential and reward. So if you know if we if we think about it, there is no way, there is no place in religion uh, for such uh, you know unfair treatment towards women because even in the Quran, uh, Allah mentioned, you know, we must treat um, women kindly. Um, our Prophet وسلم, said, the best of you are those who are the best towards their families. And I am the best to my family, uh, which is a hadith narrated by Imam uh, Tamizi. So when it comes to um, 
marriages um you know i i think for especially for those in um toxic marriages or even in toxic relationship um i believe it is difficult for them because you know as they are being they have been you know um they went through gaslighting and all um they come to believe that whatever they are going through um is uh normal for you know for for relationships this is what their normal looks like um and i think as a society we need to do better by um you know by being more sensitive towards such issues um and picking out um you know picking out the you know the, the signs of um someone being in, in an abusive relationship and offering them the support that they need um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to, you know, go in, you know, and literally uh, fight the abuser, but, you know, offering the support and empowering um, the other party, uh, the, uh, you know, it can be a, the, the woman, it can be the woman or the man, you know, into, um, you know, into um, leaving their relationship. And I think because culturally, um, we have always been um, taught to be loyal to to our spouse, even if our spouse, um, you know, shows all the red flags, um, being uh, abusive uh, and whatnot. So I think that's the reason why um, a lot of uh, victims of violence choose to stay uh, in the relationship because one, um, you know, the the idea of being uh, divorced is still a taboo in in the culture; it's still being frowned upon. Um, and you know they they are afraid that um, no one will support them because you know I I have heard of um, or you know, I've 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 had I've encountered uh, women who who said that you know um, family members told them to to stay in the marriage you know even though they know that the 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 woman is suffering but to them you know it's okay to the family members you know they say it's okay you know have patience uh, one day your your spouse will change but how much patience you know um you know how much more patience should the victim you know um go through you know um or put up with you know for all we know that you know the next episode of violence um might be the last time you know um might be the last episode of violence that they encounter because you know, for all we know, the next time they encounter a violence episode, you know, their life will be taken away. So, yeah, um, I think it's time that we also uh, normalize. Um, I won't say normalize um, divorce because you know not everything has to amount to divorce. You know, sometimes you know just because we have differences in um, opinions uh, and perspective, you know, we, it shouldn't just equate to us you no know, uh, divorcing. So let's say you know my my spouse doesn't agree with my uh, view on certain things. I shouldn't be you know telling him. I think we are not on the same page. Um, you know, this is an irrecon irreconcilable difference. Uh, let's divorce. You know, uh, no. I think there has to be. Um, there has to be a serious uh, reason, a very valid reason why you know um, you um, you you need to be out of the marriage or relationship. For example, you know, like Mirta mentioned, a toxic relationship or even an abusive one. Yeah, then perhaps we can hear from uh, the rest um, about their their thoughts. You know about um, this topic how prophet our prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam honor women uh, we hear, we can hear from uh, farah okay thanks raf um i i think we need to always remember that um our prophet 
Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is like one of the biggest advocates of women in Islam and it started even way before um he uh, was sent the revelation and um if you read some books there are, I mean there are plenty of hadith thing um that he's always taking women's side women's sides um uh, there are many hadith um that that uh portrays um our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi is taking side uh, with women, and um, I, I think there is persistently a lot of men in Islam who who thinks that once they marry uh women, they 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 own women or they possess them, which uh, I think is wrong to to begin with lah. We are um women are uh, their own uh, selves, and like even then um. During the time of our Prophet Wasallam, women were allowed to socialize. Like when I say socialize, it could be like um ladies going to straight to the Prophet himself to ask questions instead of passing questions through their husbands or to um through their uh guardians. They went straight to the Prophet Wasallam um to ask questions to them. So I think um to the group of men who always think that when they marry and um they straightway own their wives. I think they need to there needs to be a need to illustrate to them how um that the Islamic teachings uh, of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam We are not supposed to treat uh, women like um like slaves. So yeah, when we go back to the cultural uh point of view, so I think there are there there are some like to me um like toxic um practices like how women are supposed to serve their husband, women are supposed to make coffee for their husband when they come home. Um, personally, I, I don't because we are both tired from working in, and it's the 21st century. Both of us have to work. It's not over, not only uh, one of us staying at home. But even then, even if there are stay-at-home moms, I still think that um, the uh, chores and everything else should be shared equally. And I think um, husband these days, husbands these days, they are well aware of um, how to do chores? They know how to uh, make their own drinks. So I think we don't. We have to um, consciously uh, shed that like cultural practices also. And I sometimes I find myself going into um, this uh, like uh, guilt trip <laughs> because of these cultural practices. Because you see, like there are um, uh, there are you know like your mom will tell you like hey, why why don't you to like serve your husband some lao, like he can feed himself. He has two hands and legs. He can walk to the kitchen and 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 scoop the rice himself and everything else. So yeah, I'm I'm quite glad I'm quite glad that that um my husband is not like that lah. He he knows how to um he knows how to do his own stuff and uh Talking to him sometimes helped me to drop the guilt because he says that yeah, there's there's really no need to feel guilty for not doing things for your husband, and and um you'll be surprised to know that there are some men who um like still hold on to that uh mindset that the wife has to serve him uh, after marriage. I have spoken to some uh ex colleagues who 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 talk this way, and uh, needless to say, I don't keep in contact anymore like, because I find it very toxic. And I, I just pray for his wife. <laughs> okay. Yeah. On you know, on that note, right? Um, serving is one thing, but um, I personally personally know 
uh, of people who will actually um, whose male family members uh, be it, you know like their father their spouse their husbands and all that um, will eat first so the women of the family will serve them the men will eat first and then the women will eat later till today till today I am still very boggled with that concept because okay firstly because I've been raised in a in a household where everyone eats together, uh, because that is also the time where my parents, uh, our parents, uh, catch up with us. Uh, it's also a time for our parents to bond with us. Um, and of course, um, I mean, if we have okay, I mean, generally, uh, I'm not stereotyping, uh, but generally. Uh, men tend to eat more because you know they they you know they do um more laborious work okay perhaps in you know for for those who who do um more of blue collar jobs um then you know they okay perhaps uh, let's say if they have compassion they will keep you know um substantial amount for the women to eat but what about those um who thinks that um this is, you know, um, this is my right. I can eat as much as I want and then I will leave this amount for my female family members, my sister, my mom, that kind of thing. So yeah, till, till this day, I still, I'm, I'm still very boggled by that mindset. Like, um, does Rasulullah do this? You know, when, when, I, when I knew about it, I asked myself, did Rasulullah do this? Um, you know, where did they get this idea that men will be surface and then they will eat? followed by women. So I guess um, when, when, when I thought about it, and then I realized that this also happens in Kanduri. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, in Kanduri. Especially so. Because you... Yeah. So you the, have... The yeah, so the men will... Then, oh, men eat first. And then you, yeah. if you want to eat, you're hungry. You just feel like, oh, uh, so yeah. Correct. So the men will eat first. You know, after, after the, uh, the, pray, the prayer session, right? And then they say, okay, let's serve the men. And then, you know, women will have to sit in the room or the, you know, or the kitchen. And then when the men are done eating, we have to wash the dishes and then all that. Only then the women will come in. So you see, um, I believe this is also cultural, um, culturally uh, emphasized. Uh, because, you know, general, in, you know, it's an intergenerational practice where, women will always be uh, second-rated, I guess, uh, in that sense. Um, so um, they forget that, you know, for Rasulullah, he honoured women. So, you know, whatever it is, you know, women will have, um, he, he, you know, he's kind to women, you know, he ensures that um, they get, you know, he, 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 they get the, his compassion, you know, men's compassion. Yeah, so <laughs> truly, it's very mind-boggling to know that this is yeah. true in our generation. It's true. Actually, if you remember also, there were some stories about how um, Rasulullah SAW will honour his daughter, which is um, not heard of. Um, because whenever Fatima um, will come into the room, um, he will stand up and kiss her, kiss her and then after that, um, wait for her to sit down and then he will sit down. So you see, it's like, um, even like Ben, uh, Arab people in Arab, Arab people, Arab people, Arab people. They they were they had they had a practice of like um burying their daughters, and that's how lowly women are to their eyes. And Rasulullah was the one was the one who who, who put a stop to that practice. So yeah, I think again uh, we always have to rem- remember like um what would Rasulullah do before we start doing something I guess especially when it's questionable things like letting the men eat first 
not saying that it's terrible, but yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not about we don't want not wanting to serve our husbands and whatnot. But I think there has to be also some sort of um some sort of limit. So let's say uh, you come back home tired. Uh, you know, like what you mentioned earlier, 21st century, you know, both husband, especially in Singapore, both a husband and wife has to work, you know, dual income household. You come home tired, yet you, you know, you still have to serve um, your spouse um, while, you know, can you imagine, let's say, I mean, we have been blessed, our spouses are, mashallah, you know, they understand, you know, that we, that we, um, that we are tired, you know, we, we work, so they, they don't expect us to do all these things. But can, can we imagine, you know, those um, whose, has, whose spouse actually expect them, you know, to come back home to cook one thing? Okay, yeah? they don't even want to eat, you know, or, you know, food delivery, you know, they don't want to eat food from, from shops or whatever. They expect the wives to cook, and then at the same time, they also expect the wives to serve them. And then, you know, all, all in the name of the religion, uh, so like, you know, you must serve your husband because you know why I'm your husband, you know, in Islam, you must serve me. So, you know, I, I, I guess that's why also a, a lot of, um, a lot of people have the misconception that that's, that's, you know, that's why um, that, uh, the, state, the status of women in Islam is so low because, you know, they, they see all this, um, all this example, real life example of people who who know who don't who don't follow the prophet's way of uh, treating women. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's kind of sad that the status of women is is pushed so low, because um during Rasulullah's time, I think there were uh ladies who were asked to join um for like battles to 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 like treat the the wounded and to provide like some sort of um like water and things like that and and they went to 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 like battle zones and there were women who were scholars and um the when the when Rasulullah passed away um the companions went to uh, his wife uh, Aisha to because she was a scholar and and he and they um got all the hadith and and, and um all these learning materials from her lah. So I think um, a bit sad lah. The status solo. Uh, so I think my take from this sharing, like yeah, it's it's like what Farah said lah, like yes, it's very sad for for what he has amount to now, but at least uh our time lah, our time we are seeing more fair treatment of mothers and wives uh, and I think that's something to uh, to celebrate small wins lah for now <laughs> uh, but I think I think uh, for those uh, who have um, boys in the family I think I think uh, I would want to you know advocate uh, Nabi's way of you know how he show affection how he saw women and how no, um, how he regard women, uh, like of high status, then it's quite sad that uh, even, you know, this lifetime we've seen good sides of men, but we also see bad sides of, uh, men boys who are immature who 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 disregard women. <laughs> Because of the, you know, the case that uh, happened, uh, I think, a year back, I think. Was it before COVID? About how they rate women based on their 
sexuality. They, how they rate ustazas based on their sexuality or something like that. Yeah, I think, think yeah, it's something to really ponder upon what type of the what type of men we have uh, in the future. So as mothers and women, we should you know we should uh bring up our children, <laughs> bring up our children uh with the the best traits of our prophet. Inshallah. Speaking of uh, speaking of which, when um, ultimately education starts from home. Um, you know, um, we I yeah as as how, as I think I I rightly pointed out, our generation is lucky because we um, I think we are more well informed. Um, the information that we have, the knowledge that we get, uh, easily accessible. But also, I think what what we must also remember is that we have to uh, we have to receive knowledge from the right uh, from the right people uh, know the 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 right asatizas the accredited ones you know not just any any facebook asatizas rather yeah so you know education starts from home you know we can um we get um we we share this knowledge with our children um the 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 virtues you know so I guess a lot. I mean, our our, our children's generation are very lucky because the the books, the resources that they they have now, um, are quite comprehensive. You know, uh, very um, very colorful, very engaging for children. Uh, when it comes to you know uh, stories of the prophet and whatnot, so I think having such books, had such resources, um, at uh, you know, I know um, re- easily available. Um, is um, one of the one of the ways that we can um, you know that we can utilize to impart such uh, knowledge uh, you know or change you know break break the break the cycle change the uh, generation with uh, change the mindset when it comes to um, honoring women uh, in this uh, in this lifetime I'm ashamed to say that I I don't I, I mean, I learned about Prophet Muhammad when I was younger, but um, now that I'm older, I'm really not, like, I think I should start learning about him and his good qualities. But uh, one thing that I learned for during uh, this, for our podcast is that he, how he, he's so loving to his daughter that she actually stood her ground to protect her father from people who were trying to harm him. So yeah, uh, the the immense love that she has for her father, and um, I hope to bring up my daughter like his daughter. You know, I I think it's uh in this generation whereby we are all thankfully more educated. I would say so. We are not brought up to be like how our parents brought us up, whereby um. You know, you have to listen to the man, you have to, like Farah mentioned, serve the man food and all that. I get scolded by my husband for serving him food because he was brought up by his mom to uh, actually help out in the house and everything. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad I'm married to somebody who is like not everything that the woman has to do, but there are certain things that, of course, he still has that, um, what is it, uh, like what, conservative? mentality where it, oh it's a, it's but it's a woman thing right you know so I think that's that needs to be changed. I know you can't do it um 
straight away but gradually hopefully like in the future we teach our sons and and then when even when for example if my daughter gets married in the future she she doesn't have to be like oh you know um when like serve your husband drink and all that i mean you can but it's out of their own will not because they are forced yeah correct what not say it has to be it has to come from a place of love when you serve your husband or like um there there is um i cannot remember whether it was a quran verse or hadith probably a hadith but that if you um swap your um spouse food and then you get um pahala for it so so again it ha- it definitely has to come from a place of love of course it's not wrong to serve um your spouse food or drinks or uh help out and do more of the chores um but like you need to sit down and check your intentions and and uh check whether you're coming from a place of love um serving out of love or serving out of obligation and then which eventually leads to resentment yeah like um i think the analogy is also akin to you know how um us perf- um performing certain certain religious uh obligations i think or uh, do do certain things in life uh that has um as certain has rewards ah so i think uh, i mean ultimately it's also i mean it always falls back to our intention of of doing it are we you know are we serving our spouse uh, out of love our out of our respect for him or are we doing this because our mother says we can get pahala you know when we serve our spouse so we can go to jannah that kind of thing you know so you know what what exactly are we doing because if i mean if we were to do it and then we we are doing this just because my mother says that i should do it you know it's intergenerational right then what if one day we decide that oh i'm very tired you know i i i don't feel well and then you know we begrudgingly serve our husband um his his meals and whatnot you know we we will end up you know be um i i think in a way we will somehow end up um not gain the rewards because we are doing so uh, with the wrong intentions you know uh, you know um bearing grudges towards our spouse for you know you know why why you made me do this you no know, you are so burdensome you know i have now i have to serve you, you no know, i'm not well why do you expect me to serve you that kind of thing yeah so you know ultimately uh, we have to have the right intentions of doing it um yeah um uh, and at the same time also i think uh, the society the men you know uh, should not um take advantage of um their, their status also or of their responsibility as a spouse yes just because as a husband they have um i know they, they they are responsible over their spouse you know doesn't mean they can do anything they like every you know they, they can do anything they want towards their their wives because they are responsible you know whatever happens to their spouse they are responsible for their spouse that means they must be, you know they they must be able to ensure that their spouse uh, their wife uh, wives will always be safe will not be harmed that kind of thing i mean you don't you know when you when you go through your nikah the kadi you know made you read the 
tak lik, right? At the back. Is it called tak lik or something like that? Yeah, at the back of the marriage cert, you know. One of it states that, you know, if um, you, you know, um, if you should hurt, harm your wife, uh, harm your wife, um, something like uh, there's uh, one talak, you know, um, you know, one talak will be, um, you know, will proceed or something like that, yeah. So even in the religion, you can see that when you nikah, you know, when you uh, go through solemnization, you already get that reminder firsthand. The kadi make you read that, you know, so that you have that obligation to your wives, you know, to take care of her, to ensure that she will be kept safe from harm. Okay, just one last question. Okay. Um, you know, after all that's been said, discussed, um, which of the prophet's treatment uh, towards you no know, women or wives do you hope to see uh, being uh, emulated you know or, or rather being practiced uh, more commonly now not emulated in others uh, but emulated uh, in my husband I hope <laughs> that uh, he has uh, he is as romantic as uh, Nabi Every time I hear lagu Aisha kan, then macam, Allah, so romantic lah, you know, uh, our prophet. Then, uh, what else? And then I hope that, you know, he has a lot of initiative. I think macam like, he's very, our prophet like very observant, right? Like can see what is needed by the wife, like can read body language. Like so, very assertive to towards the wife, very, very, very yeah, very observant. So if the wife is uh, when the wife is upset, uh, he 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 makes sure that you know he does small things that uh appease the wife. So like wow, I mean, and he does this consistently. <laughs> so I hope uh, this is emulated uh in um, my husband. Uh, my husband, if you're hearing this, uh, please do so. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, you know that song. I, mean, I, I I don't know whenever I listen to that song, kan? Like rasa so sebab to listen. Like I can imagine, you know how how lovely how lovely it was. You know it, it was then. You know because when you yeah, it, it's like it's like a story. You know when you when you hear it, like eh, macam sampai nangis lah dengar. Correct. Because the thing is, you forget that okay, even though he's a, you know, he's our 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 model, right? It's not model. What's the word for it? Like, 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 a figure that we will never expect to be so romantic, so thoughtful, like, oh, so chai, like, every, at every point of time when we hear, when I hear the song, I'm like, oh, like, macam sebak gitu, dengar. Yeah, I think one, one of the things uh, is also his, um, he still he still um entertains his wife uh you know by I think in the song you know he uh, is mentioned that he still uh you know my nari nari right with the wife with the wife yeah so I think that that's one of the things that's um that's always missing I think in um marriages I believe because you know when we get married you know we are settled with um the serious things you know, all the adulting stuff so we forget. To, to sometimes just relax and let loose with our spouses that everything has to be all so serious. Sometimes we just need to play with our spouse, you know, like literally play with them, you know, at the whatever, like, like play games, you know, sometimes even, you know, like play catching, that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
yeah, I think on my end, it's me that have has to em- emulate Nabi Muhammad. <laughs> yeah, because I'm the serious one in the relationship, you know. <laughs> well, I can't believe, Mita, that you're the serious one. <laughs> I feel like both of you are like equally uh, serious. <laughs> Okay, for me, um, I think, uh, I, I think this is for for both men and women is to emulate his uh emotional intelligence. Um, there was uh, I think I got say I got um, I think I got story before in one of the old, older podcasts. Uh, it was in the book with the heart in mind. Uh, Aisha, um, okay, um, you know, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam had a lot of wives, right? Kila five. Can't remember. Um, so one of the wives sent uh, a dish to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Aisha got jealous and uh, she sort of like um, pushed the dish away until it fell and broke. So what happened was um, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did not get angry. Uh, in fact, he just um, the way he tago her was very gentle and. Um, I just basically say okay then uh, next time just send back uh, one of your uh, like uh, plates uh, back to to his other wife so um i find that uh, i i think both of us could benefit from this kind of gentleness um in marriage and in everyday dealings uh like how to be tactful and how to much uh, i'm not just lash out when when we are angry or when we see um something wrong being done i think uh it's not only uh, uh having the sorry developing this emotional intelligence i feel it like helps us um not only with our spouse but with our children and with like uh, everyone else around us lah. yes i need the gentleness also so sorry my husband i will be more gentle <laughs> uh, yeah thank you Farah, for the reminder <laughs> yeah af- after all it's a uh marriage is uh, two way like you know we, we expect we expect um men to uplift women but i think as women we also need to do our part to to honor to honor men because i think uh we've gone far too long in not uh, honoring our um or rather the society has gone far too long in not honoring husbands uh, or even uh to celebrate fathers you know it has always been celebrating mothers but not fathers only I think in the recent years then we have the emphasis um, on you know on celebrating fathers you know for being present for doing uh, for co-parenting yeah okay yeah so yeah um, this has been a very fruitful discussion um, we, you know we I, I hope that um, we will see more uh, you know more from our work society um, emulate uh, Rasulullah's qualities, you know, be it both men and women. Um, yeah, you know, just, you know, being kind, being compassionate to, to others. Yeah. So uh, that's it for this week's reflection and discussion. If you like our content, don't forget to subscribe to our Quran journey on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We are on Instagram as well, same handle, where we share our Quran journaling, mini book reviews and others. Till then, stay safe, be positive and test negative. Assalamualaikum. Bye.